Electricast. At Baker's, no matter where you order free pickup, you get the same great deals as you'd get in store. So you can save when you order during band practice or at the dog park or wherever. Start your cart with the Baker's app and save from wherever today. Baker's, fresh for everyone. $35 order minimum. Restrictions may apply. Subject to availability. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save $1 each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Hello, and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show, featuring Jason Zook. In uncertain times, we must change our focus and priorities. This show will highlight social justice issues with the goal of expanding minds and increasing unity, love, and mutual respect for ourselves and our planet. We support the Black Lives Matter movement, Our show aspires to promote social spirituality, which simply means that by coming together, we can solve any of our problems, including the goal of bringing an end to all forms of hate, discrimination, bias, or oppression. We must protect our environment, reform our criminal justice system, and protect every citizen from police brutality. When we come together, it becomes possible to bridge the gaps that plague our society and divide us from within. We the people means everyone. Hello and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show. This is Jason Zook. It's a great pleasure I have the opportunity of presenting special guest Sandeep Nath, Empower, Renewalist, Inner Power and Mindfulness Coach. Since Sandeep is passionate about raising human consciousness, he coaches people on limitless living and believes the world is a mere 30 habits away from renewal. As documented in his second book titled Renewal, Your Unexpected Role in Saving the Planet. This book, he says, was conceived by Guru Pranachandra, who's a form of energy that channeled through Sandeep's mind and hands as he penned the 240 pages on simple habit switches that'll raise human consciousness. Not one to be swayed by poor logic. Sandeep has experienced how ancient energy wisdom works using inner power. He's also a Reiki master, Qigong instructor, mindfulness coach, and Tibetan Buddhist. Sandeep lives in India and Delhi. Though he's passionate about travel, he presents in English and Hindi. And since his wife is from Mexico, even in Spanish with reasonable fluency. Sandeep is the founder of Renewalism, an IIT IIM alumnus. He founded and ran a successful strategy consulting company before heading to the Himalayas in search of the purpose of life and what drives our energetic consciousness. As a coach, he has taken the sacred wisdom of our inner power to more than 46 cities spread over four continents. An international Reiki master, business Kegon guide, mindfulness coach, and author of two books, Sandeep is an expert on stress management and applying ancient oriental wisdom to modern business challenges. He's actively involved with the Professional Speakers Association of India. It's a great pleasure. I welcome Sandy to the show. Welcome to the show. That was awesome. Thank you so much. You know, I'd like to be on your show. One of my favorite things I like to do is the intro formulate. I mean, a lot of times you guys can give me the intro when I look on your information, I can pen it together, but I find it's it's important to try to at least announce to the audience the general stuff that you know that you're involved with, and I find that you're involved with a lot. So I have to like I'd rather put more into it than less. And 
I almost think it all, you know, I, I want to ask you, first off, how did you start your spiritual journey? Wow. <laughs> I was digesting the intro. You know, the energy from all of that you said is uh, so good for me. I don't know about uh, what, what the listeners and viewers got out of this, but uh, I feel really good. Thank you so much for that. So coming to your question. Well, Jason, we could go back about 15, 17 years here when I was running a consulting company. And uh, this was in a town uh, towards the south of India. I belonged to Delhi, which is kind of in the north of India. But I moved there. I set up my business there. I was there for almost 20 years. And that, why I mentioned the city is because that was becoming the hub of uh, technology activity. And a lot of the business process outsourcing was happening in India in that place. And some of those uh, companies were clients of mine. And what they were doing, while the whole world thought it was magnificent and, you know, we were outsourcing everything and the world was coming uh, closer and we were one, that started disturbing me. Because I was wondering, why is it correct for these 20-something-year-olds, young kids just getting out of college, to be working against the biorhythm in the nights and working on problems that, to my mind, should not have uh, been been created in the first place and without a roadmap for what really they would do moving on. You, You can't be just handling a phone all your life, right? Not at all. So, so that was that was disturbing. And I was working on internal and external uh, communications and culture building. And so I was directly involved with the, this. And I said, there's something wrong in this equation. And that got me started on looking for answers to then what is our purpose? And where is human consciousness going if the largest of corporations are going to be driving it into making uh, more automatons? <laughs> you know, so that search for human consciousness uh, drove me to to answers from Vedic gurus who are again in the south of India. We have a lot of them, and I was just fortunate to get connected to a few of them who who are internationally known names wow. like Shri Shri and Satya Sai Baba and Bhagwan Chariji, and over three, four, five years of uh, understanding from them. By about 2010, I handed my company over to my other directors and I headed out to the Himalayas to learn from Tibetan lamas. So I spent some time in the monasteries to learn about our energy and what constitutes us. And that's where the journey really got into high propulsion. (laughs) So that's how it happened. Now, that just sounds like such an amazing opportunity. I mean, you're in the Himalayas, you're studying with gurus world-renowned gurus, and you're learning these amazing concepts and principles probably within a short amount of time. I would say you were probably like a sponge. I would be like that. I'd, I'd be like, can I just be around you to learn as much as I can right now? Because I am just feeling invigorated by all of this. And I can imagine that's probably how you felt, right? I, I mean, it's probably must be so energetically gratifying to have that spiritually, that, that realization of things and understanding and harmony and and balance of the world and nature and how all these things work through meditative practices and journey inwards and all those kind of things and applying the higher consciousness ideas. (laughs) I just feel like you're an abundance of energy, you know, like of knowledge. I mean, so anyway, my point is living in that kind of experience, what, what did you find for yourself at least? 
that you've never shared it with someone, but what did you find the most captivating of being like in the Himalayas and having the, the spiritual encounters that you must have had to be there and 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 be be able to be opened up to so, so many amazing things, I'm sure. Well, the first thing that comes to me from the top of my head, which is obviously the answer you're uh, looking for, is simplicity. Life is really simple. And uh, life is as complicated as you want it to be. And most of us, without realizing it, start complicating our lives with possessions and uh, perceptions. And, uh, you know, our, our entire body, mind, spirit gets clouded with layers like like the onion and we just lose what's really us our inner power what's inside us and as we start to lose this we realize that we've lost something that we once had because we all had it in our nascent states of purity when we were born we have pure forms of energy and then we just started uh, conditioning ourselves with uh, all these onion layers and I think somewhere I found that. I I found that you could be a kid, yeah, again. And it's so cool. Yes. <laughs> That's how I look at it. <laughs> Nourishing your inner child is what I, I mean, we, we all call it that. But being able to smile even when it's hard sometimes, right? And yeah. being, able, being able to just have a positive attitude. I feel like for me, that works a lot when I had my cancer and I went through that, you know. But um, if you, you gain that spiritually through life experience or you gain it through the wisdom of, working under elders or gurus or knowledgeable, amazing people. What's been your most gratifying experience working with others and, and helping to, to influence or, or teach others? And, and, you know, what's been the most gratifying aspect of that for you? The Buddha said this as part of the, the way the Mahayana form of Buddhism uh, works, that the way to liberation is to work for the benefit of all sentient beings not just all human beings, not just all living beings, all sentient beings, anything with a consciousness, anything with sentience. I obviously encountered this uh, in the monasteries and it resonated with me. What is gratifying was that I was able to find purpose. All that I was doing with all that education I had, with all the uh, learnings I had accumulated and all the knowledge that I had um, put together and systematized and converted into models and uh, ran companies with, all that is so, so on the surface because you are, you are not doing it with the purpose of changing a lot of lives, of sentience around you of impacting consciousness. But when you find that even a little thing you can do without a model, without a system, just what you can do can change somebody's perception or make somebody happier, reduce stress or increase harmony. If you if you just do that, you are gratified beyond... Uh, any expectations you might have of uh, feeling good about things. And you can do this naturally. You can do this repetitively. You can do this without uh, having targets, goals, and stuff like that. You just go on connected in oneness with nature and keep, keep doing 
what uh, is outside of you, uh, what is impacting people outside of you, and the inside of you will start uh, feeling better and better and better all the time. So finding purpose and understanding that the purpose has to align with something that is external, uh, impacting everybody around, not just for your own uh, satisfaction, not just for your own uh, growth, or whatever you might think it is, is liberating. And that's what the Buddha said. It is liberating. <laughs> that's the route to liberation, you know. So Absolutely. based on that, I, in fact, uh, be, being one with an engineering and management mentality, have this five levels of purpose um, model and stuff like that, which is, uh, which is pretty good for people to understand where they lie in their day-to-day activity. At which level are they performing uh, or, you know, or at which level of purpose are they? so that they can navigate themselves to the highest level, which, of course, is uh, prosperity for everybody. Absolutely. I, I, I love the idea of increasing harmony and reducing stress. And those are things through this pandemic, I feel like our globe needs right now, right? So you're, you're talking, we're discussing a, a, what I'll call a healing modality, basically, right? Reducing stress, increasing harmony, but then helping someone find purpose in their life. It's a paradigm shift. When you look at how to change someone's perspective of not looking at the worst of what's going on right now and trying to coin it in a way where they can they can really see it from what it is, which is we're going through this collectively as a planet. The best way to get through this is working together, cooperating. And that includes increasing love, harmony, inner peace, and, and balance, right? And that's and that takes work. And I feel like but what you're doing right now is you're helping people see that from a much clearer point with your analytical abilities of breaking things down. And I like that. I think that's that we need that out there. And so from your, from your vantage point, what do you think has been your hardest obstacle to overcome in your personal journey of what you've accomplished to date and why? You're asking great questions, Jason. These are questions nobody's asked me before. And uh, I'm just being very candid when I say these things, because these are the things that just come out when you ask. I think I am um, working with the ego. (laughs) So um, that that is a tough one. (laughs) That really really is a blocker. Because uh, you, you really don't know how it manifests Theoretically, you might get an idea, you might understand surrender, you might understand uh, the, 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 the merging with the divine energy and the, the greatness all around us and stuff like that. And I, I speak to your audience because they are into this. They, are, uh, they have understood that they are uh, spiritual beings on a human journey yes. and not the other way around. Yes. And that, you know how deep that statement is you just said? If you took your statement and you put that in my mind, it is just something that I thought made so much sense. And then I found that I feel the same way in our communities resonate with that one. I feel, I feel exact. I say exactly the same words though. We're spiritual beings in a human experience. I call these avatars. I say when people deal with racism or any ism or whatever otherism there is, you just got to tell people, look, if you can espouse that we're spiritual and every religion is, why can't we accept we're equal? 
And why can't we just say that our human exterior avatars are just different colors and shapes and forms and we're just who we are. But like, I, I, that's why when George Floyd happened last year, I was horrified about it. And it really made my paradigm shift immediately. And I, I started analyzing these concepts within my own spirituality and my own knowledge base or whatever it is I tap into. And I just phrase it as like, it's so stupid because we're all energy inside. I would say a simplified version of saying like a Cadbury egg, the spiritual essence is the inside stuff and the harder shells are physical bodies, but we're equal. And you don't judge cars. Like, I mean, some, some stupid, you know, people do, I can say stupid, but I, I just get frustrated with people because I look at like people like our country struggling over it's, it's, it's past right now, like with racism and inequality. And so I, I want to ask you, cause I feel like you would have some wisdom on this is like, look at it from your perspective. How do you think we can move to get together and, and work together and, and overcome these societal issues rather than being divided? Because I feel like if we can become, and not just here in the United States, but globally, I feel like every society has an other that is discriminated against. So it's not just in the United States, but the United States has a very visual, you know, very apparent problem, obviously, very bad problem. My, my question is, what's your viewpoints on that? And how do you think we can bring greater harmony and balance to humanity to help us overcome these kind of issues? Well, there are, there are two thoughts that come to mind for that one. One is that when we see ourselves as this is us and this is them, then there is an adversarial energy because there, there is, you know, uh, the, the polarities that come into play. But when we look at this is us and this is our ecosystem, which is nature, we are both uh, we and these people are both connected through nature. Beautiful. Now, if if we can stop being adversarial and start looking at a oneness with nature for both beings, then we could probably realize that there is a scope for cooperating and seeing a perspective. And actually, you know, in, in this motion itself, coming around to the other side of the table, and actually seeing what the other person sees, that would be the end of conflict because it's only empathy. and empathy, right? If you could see it from the other person's point of view, even a little better, that'll help Absolutely. you come together. The, the other thing that was coming to mind was that uh, we are far too distracted by what's happening outside of us. And so when you talk about uh, society, there are the guys who have the iPhone and the guys who don't have the iPhone. There are guys who have the Mercedes and the guys who don't have the Mercedes. There are guys who have the wife and the ones who don't have the wife. And it's, it's all something that you have which is outside of you, which you expect is the source of the other person's happiness and would be the source of my happiness if I have it too. You've got to break that paradigm and understand that happiness is an inside job. And instead of getting distracted by what's outside and wondering whether the other person has a better lot of whatever, let's go back into seeing what we have inside. Not only will that make us much calmer, centered and grounded, because that's how the inside works, it will also, if one of them does it, the other one doesn't have any adversary. <laughs> and if both do it, then both again connect at, at an energetic level where 
it, it really doesn't matter what the external possessions might be. It's uh, the same where the inner elements and the inner power of being resides. So, in fact, the whole concept of renewal is about renewing oneself to begin with by going within and understanding what's what's the alignment we have in the trinity of body, mind, and spirit, which we are all constituted of. And once we start understanding that, then uh, there is no external conflict. There is no external trigger for uh, either being happy or not. Yeah, I was just thinking of something as you're talking right now. Here's my thought process. We have collectively as humanity figured out how we could deal with conflict management. We have entire universities full think tanks globally that if we put our collective knowledge together and went, you know, if we could get past the concept of a nation state, if we could get past nationalities and just celebrate humanity. And I know that I'm proposing something that my entire country would say, you know, the mainstream people would on the right would, would criticize me for that. But I'm just looking at it from a spiritual point of view. I'm sure you can as well. Like you're in India right now, right? How amazing is that we can connect global? What time is it? Your time right now? It's 10. It's it's a night right now by you. Yeah. It's it's like 10 54 in the morning. 830 around here, you know, at night. I want to ask you, like, when you think about these larger things and you're looking at things from, like, your your knowledge base of what you've studied and what you gain access to in terms of your own personal wisdom, what would be your recommendation to members of our audience who feel overwhelmed through the pandemic, who feel stressed out, who've really had hard things they've encountered, either a loved one dying, loss of job, loss of relationship, depression, anxiety, you can name the list, got sick themselves, maybe they're long haulers here with COVID. What would you say to them, like for renewalism purposes, how would you say our audience could work towards renewal right now, just from talking and listening to our conversation, I should say? So guys, it's like this. We understand that we are going through a very, very difficult time. Um, not entirely unprecedented. We've had world wars, we've had the Spanish flu, but they have they have not been probably as rampant as uh, this pandemic has been. It does not mean that uh, the, the pandemic is um, something that we have to stop our lives with. What it means is that it is something that we have to look at as a vehicle to, to climb on and find the destination that it's taking us to. Now, I, I like you to just humor me on this, go with me on this. Let me say that for the first time in the lives of many uh, humans, the word mindfulness, which really means to remember, to, to mind that, has come in for the first time. And it's not come in as a theory, it's come in as a practice. You have to be mindful, as in remember, to wear the mask. You have to be mindful of the physical distancing. You've got to be mindful of uh, your personal hygiene. Now, these are habits. And we acquired these habits in a day or two. It didn't take very long. But 
we acquired them because just to give you an example that when we are wearing those masks when we are um, social distancing we are doing something that we have picked up in a few minutes because it was forced upon us we we were told that that is the way we've got to operate if we want to survive what i would urge you to do is see how you can take this new formed habit of mindfulness to the next level and be mindful about what you consume how much you consume how much water you consume how much of electricity you consume how much of food you consume because there are there are finite amounts of all this on the planet and because for the first time you and so many maybe <laughs> 7 billion people around you like have to. been exposed to mindfulness and remembering the importance of that you can instead of um wondering why things happened and why they happened to me start moving in this vehicle about how do i make the most of this how do i learn from this and how do i renew myself and take my life into a different orbit because i've learned something different something which uh, a lot of spiritual masters a lot of uh, stress management gurus say is beneficial for humanity mindfulness so let me see how i can take that to the, the next level and uh, go down that path so that's one of the things for example and i said just humor me and go along we can go down many paths because really covid has taught us a lot of lessons about uh, coping about uh, relationships about caring for elders about being a family unit about working from home about schooling online saving so much of uh, personal carbon emissions from our cars and we've seen without doubt the impact of all that we've seen the skies going blue we've seen animals and birds and uh, sea water um, um, mammals and amphibians and all of that activity a, a lot more uh, visibly like I, i had my dolphins for example so why don't we do that by design why not why don't we do uh, on bullying by design and cut away the stress that comes because it is imposed upon us suddenly we don't have the laptops we don't have the wifi but if we do it over 5 6 years then we would find means of how that component of education could be done at home and the exchanging energy and you know uh, becoming great friends and uh, having those networks being done as as a separate activity because they have the time to do it uh, the time they waste in commuting otherwise and uh, there 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 are, there are means where there are inclinations i love the way you coined that we could we could literally collectively start tackling global warming on an individual basis to the exercise of our own mindfulness as we've already gained those skills through the covid experience because we've had to be mindful of ourselves with social distancing wearing masks taking precautions right getting vaccinated encouraging others to do the same that could be applied to global warming now we could be like all right let's be mindful that this is what we should do in order to reduce our impact on our own planet mother earth so that we can create a more balanced environment so we don't have to deal with climate crisis and 
horrible hurricanes here in Florida or droughts or fires or floods. It goes on and on. I mean, we could literally start curing our own problem. When you look at it collectively like that and you apply the mindfulness concept, I feel we could collectively cure this problem ourselves right now and today just by agreeing as a planet, 7 billion people collectively, which you know individuality is going to make that impossible, but we could try to come on board. A few simple things we could agree on, right? Basic laws for the planet, come up with spiritual laws or whatever they are. And I feel like it would be amazing. I totally agree with you, Jason. It's just that laws sounds like something which is uh, by rules and uh, well, I'm a lawyer, a right? consequence if you yeah. somebody's going to impose something on you. But I would call it a habit, which is why I use the word habit because uh, putting on a mask was a habit which didn't take time to adopt. And most habits don't take time to adopt. It's just somewhere in our uh, conditioning and uh, uh, imposed belief systems that it's very difficult to create habits or drop habits or change habits. But actually, if you think about it, um, there are a lot of habits that you have, which when they came on, they came on pretty easy. And now you're just comfortable with them. <laughs> you, you're right about that, though, because when you talked about the pandemic and the journey inward and all those, yeah. I, I did that internally. Just I think most of us on this planet had to do that. You had no choice. You're kind of staring at yourself every day for day in and day out if you're by yourself or with your family members, but still you're staring at yourself day in and day out because everything slowed down in your life. You were forced to have a collective pause and really reflect. So true. Absolutely. And that makes a unique opportunity right now. We have such a unique opportunity to take advantage of where we are right now. We could take this and help everyone learn more mindfulness, great, greater application of it in their individual life to deal with stress, anxiety, you know, the journey inward to help each other and then collectively the journey outward, right? To help the planet and help each other through other problems. Like we've discussed just social justice issues. We could, you know, work with each other and create that, you know, bridges instead of, barriers empathy right totally absolutely you know absolutely. i learned I, I learned something from every guest that comes on and i've learned from you today just from our interview and discussing these concepts with you because i feel like your approach to it is so relatable <laughs> and it's something that i think that our audience can connect with and so let me ask you this where would our audience find you if they if they want to connect with you after this episode well sandeepnath.com is probably the best place uh, to reach out and uh, you you connect with me from there. You could write to me there. And uh, renewalism.com is where uh, you might want to study the page on the movement and uh, maybe become part of the movement. So you have a reach out page there as well. And you have my number, my WhatsApp. I love to connect uh, intimately one-to-one over WhatsApp. So hear from you there. Excellent. I appreciate you coming on, Sandy. And um, it's, it's just such a, a great opportunity when we can discuss these kind of concepts and, and look at it from a spiritual lens. I don't have that opportunity too often on the show. I mean, I have different people come on about different concepts, but you were able to do it with the lens of, of spirituality as well and higher and higher. I feel like a higher approach of it. it it's very appreciated to have your viewpoints uh, on our show today and, and be able to reflect with us on these concepts, because I think they're so important for our planet and for humanity and for ourselves internally. Thank you, Jason. I've enjoyed every minute of speaking with you. It's been a really good <laughs> conversation. A reviewer of Sandeep's book, Arrive at Success, wrote, 
Take the wisdom of Deepak Chopra, the insight of Anthony Robbins, and the teaching of Robert Kiyosaki. Mix it with astute observation and personal experience, and you have an awesome read. I feel very strongly our conversation today really can give uh, not only one, an appreciation of the concept of renewalism, but also appreciating within also adopting greater mindfulness or recognition of mindfulness in our lives and its importance in the pandemic that we've had a already experience. We've all gone through so much. We've experienced our own personal enlightenment, whether we want to admit it or not. Globally, that's happened because with something as as devastating as a pandemic can be, not only individually, personally, and, and within societal as well, I, I know we've all gone through our own need for renewalism. We need to be more empowered and we need to take greater focus within ourselves to appreciate what we have knowledge with things that we could do to make our lives feel better, to cope and to appreciate one another. I believe very strongly that Sandy has a lot that he can share with you as a member of our audience. So check out his website and I'm going to have the information to show notes. So you'll be able to definitely get in touch with Sandy. I'm so grateful for him coming on the show today and I'm so grateful for just a conversation. And so thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Stay positive because when you're positive, anything's possible. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Social Psychic Radio Show. Don't forget to join us for another episode next time. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on iTunes. You can also check us out on Facebook and don't forget to visit the Social Psychic YouTube channel. Until next time, it's a big world out there. Keep an open mind, embrace your paradigms, and know that the universe is always yours to explore. At Baker's, no matter where you order free pickup, you get the same great deals as you'd get in store. So you can save when you order during band practice or at the dog park or wherever. Start your cart with the Baker's app and save from wherever today. Baker's, fresh for everyone. $35 order minimum restrictions may apply. Subject to availability. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Miles, are you ready to record our promo for Season 2 of the Wanna Bet Podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that Season 2 starts August 18th. But I like Airplane. I know you do, but Wanna Bet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. So no more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric acid. Electric acid. Welcome to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonize your mind, body, and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together we explore vibrations, frequencies, and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress, and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing today. Electric acid.